What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Transignite. My name is Alex. And my name is Jesse. And we're going to be talking about top surgery today. So to get right to it, um, I'm going to read you the definition of top surgery. So top surgery refers to the surgical procedure on the breasts of transgender patients. Breast augmentation surgery typically for male to female transgender people or female to male transgender people. So Jesse and I are going to be talking today about what led us to make our decision that top surgery was right for us. Because it's a really big, it's a really big decision and it takes a lot of... uh, Back and forth thinking, at least for me. Yeah, it, it was a lot like that for me too. But for me, it was more so of if I want to transition, personally to me, I felt I needed to get the surgery because it was almost impossible for me to pass as a male um, without getting the surgery. Yeah, and you did whatever. What I think is really awesome is that, and a lot of people can learn from this, is that you did whatever it takes to get that done, yeah, which is awesome. All right. So whenever um, some uh, a female to male transgender person uh, refers to the term binding, it means to uh, disguise your chest to look more masculine and you just kind of compress everything there. So yep. <laughs> it looks like you have a flat chest, but in my case, that really didn't happen. But I tried. It was uh, it was very painful and sweaty, and it was really hard to get on and off. No, so, that was the worst part. Oh yeah, and and I just remember like it didn't do any good. It just made it look like I had a really big uniboob, <laughs> and it <laughs> yeah. it just looked so unnatural. Even like if I, I that's always why I was a, I was always uh, you know, crossing my arms, wearing hoodies and slouching like that was a really big thing for me so that was my experience with binding i didn't really start binding um until really about three months before my surgery uh i used to wear just two t-shirts or i was so skinny that you couldn't really tell that i had boobs because of how many cigarettes i smoked so um yeah but i really started binding and it just it just really sucks it was not it's not the funnest thing in the world I bet it really sucked to have to start binding when you did. Like, what, nah. what made you decide to start binding so late? Because I was so sick and tired of feeling like the... You can't see me touching my... <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know why I think you guys can see me. But no, I was um, really sick and tired of looking in the mirror and seeing like something there. And I was sick of feeling something there, so... Um, And I couldn't wear, like, T-shirts like this or anything because you could tell that I was wearing a binder under it. Yeah, white was never a good color to bind in. No. You you couldn't get away with it. But, yeah, I started binding, and then I felt a lot more confident. And binding reassured me that I wanted the top surgery. Yeah, that was a very big confirmation. Did you ever use tape at all? No. No? No. I tried an ace bandage once, and it just fell down. (laughs) So I just said, fuck that. No. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't work. (laughs) So what? Um, whenever I s- realized that binding was absolutely not going to be an option for me, I, I realized that top surgery was definitely needed, and um, I, I really got a lot of dysphoria about my chest anyway. So 
just need, feeling that I needed to cover my chest definitely was a big reassurance that that was something I had to do, whether I was ready for it or not. But because all my life I really was ready to have a flat chest, and I dreaded the day that I realized that my chest wasn't flat anymore. And just all of the dysphoria that it created and all the worry and anxiety that um, having breasts caused, it, just, it really wasn't worth it. And especially, I know this is, this is a lot, but um, being intimate with my partner was very, very dysphoric for me. And it kind of became to a situation where it, I didn't even want to take off my shirt or do anything like that because it just totally ruined my mood mood and honestly the dysphoria kind of made me angry as on top of already getting used to the hormones and stuff so that was really um a challenge for me but the day that I got my top surgery I I can honestly say that I don't know how I managed to deal with having such um big of breasts as I did for so long so it was definitely, um, like, once I started getting up and moving around from top surgery, it, it was just, it was the number one thing that I'm proud of myself for doing. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to start from the beginning, though, about um, the whole top surgery process that I uh, experienced. Um, I had my top surgery with uh, Dr. Peter Raphael in Plano, Texas at the American Institute of Plastic Surgery or for plastic surgery. I don't remember which one it was, but um, he was a super great doctor. He he did, I, I believe he did a very, very great job on my chest and it looks great. It has its a very nice natural contour and it, I don't know, it's, it healed up very nicely. The nipple grafts were placed perfectly. Everything healed up super well, and uh, you know, after six weeks or so, that's whenever I started to be able to exercise and stuff. But on a personal experience, I, I wouldn't recommend working out like doing push-ups and stuff like that until maybe eight or nine weeks until you'll feel comfortable. But it, it's just really a personal preference. But I spent the night before surgery in a hotel. Woke up, went to the surgery, came back that day, slept all day, woke up later that night and got some stuff to eat, and then had my post-op the very next day, and that was the day that we went home. So it was it was pretty uncomfortable for the ride home, but it, it was nice that I had like pain medicine and stuff like that so I could just sleep the whole ride home and get ready for a really easy recovery because... For me, it, it wasn't too much of a painful thing. Like, my pain scale at the very highest was like a four or five. So I really recovered easily and well. And, you know, I wasn't in too much pain at any given time. But, you know, it, it, was, it was pretty good. What was your experience like? So my experience was pretty similar to Alex's. Um, I... Had a different doctor. I went to Dr. Garamoni in Florida, and um, I had my double incision top surgery with him. It went incredibly smoothly. I mean, I was in no pain when I woke up. I was just nauseous. I was 
I didn't have to take any of the Percocet, so I have a bunch of Percocet in my thing, but uh, in my cabinet. But shit. So I went there, got my surgery done, went to the Airbnb, hung out for a few days, like four or five, five I think, and then went back for my post-op appointment. Um, and then I drove home two days later, or a day later. Um, but it was super smooth. And the most uncomfortable thing is the big wrap. Different surgeons do different wraps and different compression things, and everybody's different. I know, I think Dr. Medali does an actual binder that has Velcro, and it's super comfortable. But Dr. Garamoni's was a huge, huge ace bandage um, that covered like half your chest, half your body. And that was really uncomfortable to sleep in. Um, I had to sleep on my back for so long. The other uncomfortable thing was just kind of moving around and knowing that you couldn't move your arms. So I was just always in a state of discomfort. I was never in a state of pain, but just discomfort. But I was so happy and relieved um, when I got it. I will say I didn't have like a huge sigh of relief. Um, well, I did. I did. I did. But I just kind of felt normal. It was it was a shock to see my body differently. But I will say really quickly, I did have a completely different experience with um, my gender dysphoria for my boobs than Alex did because I really actually didn't mind having um, them. I didn't have any issue when I didn't have a shirt on with them because they did kind of look masculine, kind of, but I didn't mind them. Um, and so I just knew in order to feel comfortable in the long run, I did need to have top surgery, but, you know, I kind of didn't really need them, need them, need them, need them off. So I went through like a state of mourning before my <laughs> surgery, and I was actually kind of sad to let him go. Um, and a lot of trans guys, I don't know if they'll admit that, but I'm admitting it, that I actually really did like my boobs. I didn't like the way like they felt, like I said in the beginning of this, but I did like the way they looked on me. Um, and if I could have been shirtless with them, I would have not gotten top surgery. But since that's not societally acceptable, eh. But I do love my body. It is the way now. And Dr. Garamoni did an excellent job, and I wouldn't change it for the world, and I would do it over and over again. So, yeah, that's, that's my piece of the pie. That was a really awesome... Uh story about your top surgery and I remember uh, whenever you just got out of surgery that um, your girlfriend was texting me saying that you got in trouble for talking to all the nurses yeah so oh yeah yeah I woke up and I remember it. I was taking all their Starbucks orders because I worked at Starbucks <laughs> at the time and I just you know I wanted somebody to talk to but they wouldn't talk to me oh man whenever I woke up um I, I just I woke up throwing up honestly like I'm not saying that to scare anybody, but I, I woke up throwing up. I, th I think it was because I went through a little bit more of a trauma process than Jesse did because I had liposuction around um, my underarm area to prevent dog ear. And uh, overall, I, I think the biggest part of the pain came from the fact that they were just so massive that it was... A, I have much bigger incisions, and I think that just kind of made me throw up whenever <laughs> I woke up so that that's not meant to scare anybody that's just kind of the facts of it um, for me anyways I mean you could be totally different if that's what you're wanting to do yeah. so it's it's been interesting though talking to different people 
after my surgery and people said, oh, that's weird. I thought you were going to have a scar up here. Oh, I thought you were going to have two scars. Oh, I thought you were getting cut here. Oh, I thought that they were just going to liposuction it out and you weren't going to have any scars. So, like, society already forms their opinion of what top surgery is. And they just kind of formulate, oh, you know, I think this happens to this person. Oh, they go, (laughs) they take your boobs out from your mouth or some shit some idiots say. I mean, some some things, (laughs) like, they can do miraculous things with scalpels, but maybe not that miraculous with breasts. But we're here to tell you, we haven't had keyhole, we haven't had buttonhole, we haven't had any of those periareolar, but we have had double incision. So Alex and I are going to give you a rundown before we wrap this episode up on what double incision top surgery is. So basically the whole idea, I mean, in itself, it's double incision. So there's two incisions. You're going to have two scars, whether they end up connecting or not, then it'll just be one big scar, whatever. But, um, Jesse and I look very similar in the fact that we have maybe an inch to two inch gap between both of our incisions in the middle of our chest, but they go close to our underarms and they kind of have like a, a hockey stick type taper to form around the pectoral muscles. So it has a really good um, aesthetic look to it. If you, you know, build up your pec muscles or something like instead of round, they're straight, straight ish. And they, yeah. Yeah, then they just look a little bit like, I mean, if, if you look at it from, you know, on somebody, it, it won't look like a hockey stick. So don't, don't, <laughs> don't take that word too literally. But it, the surgeon, whenever he's um, forming it and cutting at you and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, they actually cut four times. They cut four times? Two times. Two times. On each side. Oh, okay, that makes four. They cut above... Uh, they cut so if you have boobs which I don't anymore but if you pull down on your breast tissue they cut if you pull it down they cut like above the nipple kind of a little higher up and then they cut under the breast and they take the whole thing off so they can connect the two and then they connect the two and they bring the top piece to the bottom piece and where they decide to cut that determines on what they see from the bottom cut is how well that your chest how how well it's going to lay on your chest in the most aesthetic look mm-hmm. possible. And so, then they do the nipple grafts. Yeah, that's that's usually last or mm-hmm. something like that. So I, I think, mean, I think they take the nipples off first, oh, then they, they cut your breast tissue off. That's so weird. And then they connect your breast tissue together. Then they cut a hole where your nipple. Where anatomically correct for males is, they put it there, then they form a skin graft off of your areola and your nipple and put it on where they just cut the little hole. Um, They use like this little cookie cutter to measure it and that's where they place it on your chest. And my surgery um, was an hour and 20 minutes. Mine was, uh, I think, two two and a half hours or so. But you have to take into the fact that mine were... Very large. And yeah, mine were mine were pretty small. Um, not very small, but kind of. Um, but I will say, whoever um, whoever's listening out there who does want top surgery, please make sure to do your research and find the surgeon that's right for you. Make sure that you go through all your options. Um, 
I'm no doctor, but keyhole surgery obviously works different than double incision. Double incision works differently than periareolar, and periareolar works different than buttonhole surgery. So all of them are completely different surgeries, completely different for each chest um, type. And I will say, also think about this, even if you do have small boobs, keyhole might not be the best option for you because your nipples fall where they fall because there's no cut. Um, if you're if you're curious what keel surgery is, um, look it up online. There's a lot of information out there about it, but they basically cut around your nipple and liposuction out, and your nipple just falls naturally where it does. And they it's hard to it's hard to contour it, and you don't put the nipple um, the nipple doesn't get placed um, like by the doctor. It just kind of falls where it falls on your body when they liposuction all of the breast tissue out. So do your research on the best doctor for you. And a lot of doctors now are doing free consultations. So take advantage of that. Call as many as you can. Dr. Garamoni does free consultations. I know that over the phone. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Raphael did a free consultation with me because I was paying out of pocket. And if um, I, I think since he's not in network with any or if not many insurances it's just it, it it's a different ball game for each um approach that you do it with with different doctors so every doctor is going to be different no no matter what you decide to do so we're just really kind of generic with how ours went since we both had almost an identical process mm-hmm. so just just really but really do your research um ask the surgeon how many surgeries they've done make sure that don't I will say don't go to a surgeon that does not do this like as a specialty like um, go to one that you've heard of and and I agree with that like definitely do your research and stuff um, because it does make the big but overall I I really think that it's neat how Jesse and I how we both had a similar story as far as how we came to terms with our identity that we both had very, very unique experiences where Jesse was actually kind of um, sad to lose his boobs, where I was more than happy to lose mine. Yep. It it really uh, it just shows you that not everyone is the same. Not everyone that you know goes through the same thought process. I mean, although Jesse and I are similar in a lot of ways, we just we felt very different about top surgery and losing a part of us so which is cool yeah it's interesting but what what did get me through the through it if anybody out there does feel the same way i did what really got me through it was realizing that i wasn't losing my boobs i was losing the like fat that's under them and like my skin's not going away or anything well some of it did but i'm then the nipples aren't going anywhere except half of them are getting cut off. <laughs> but they're, uh, my chest, it's just getting re redistributed and reformed. And I just said it's the same thing, it's the same me, and that's kind of what helped me through it. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. This was awesome. And I just wanted to send a quick shout-out to Anchor for providing such an awesome free service to anybody who wants to start their own podcasts. Also, news once we reach a hundred listens on all of our podcasts put together we're gonna do a little little tiny giveaway for you guys um we'll give you the rules on that once we reach a hundred listens so please be on the lookout for that another thing here's my really lame sales pitch to y'all but 
you can give us a month. Um, it's like a monthly subscription fee to Anchor if you want to support this podcast further. It is totally optional, so please do not feel obligated to give us any money, but I'm just putting the option out there. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really want to hear um, new topic ideas, feedback, anything or anything and everything that you guys have to tell us. So just email us at transignitepodcasts at gmail.com, and we will um, collaborate with you, figure out what kind of topics what we um, that we should put out here. So thank you, guys.